Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. Today, we'll follow on from last week's podcast, continuing the theme of successful interview techniques. Thanks again, Darren. So, now you're entering the interview room after all that preparation. You feel at this stage that you really are interested in the job, so you want to both create a good first impression as well as keep it up during the interview, but also make room in your mind for you to assess your interviewers, to see if you, in fact, like them. Back to the ladder of inference, first impressions unfortunately count for a lot. So where in doubt, go neutral. Don't try to impress by acting out of character and ground yourself as you enter the room, holding your central core firm, standing straight, looking your interviewers in the eye as you come in and trying not to be carrying lots of bags and other encumbrances which can make your entrance seem untidy or unprofessional. Listen and learn throughout, though you'll no doubt be the one answering lots of questions. Don't ever interrupt during this first meeting and be ready to ask questions only if you really genuinely have something you want to know. State your assumptions if you've read something on the website and do not assume you know everything yet. Be cautious in that respect. If it's not clear, find out how to pronounce the company name in advance and any particular jargon related to the business. It's fascinating how many people talk to me about ACT when I clearly speak to them about the ACT. And I find it rather irritating, to be honest, and so unnecessary a risk to take. Whilst being cautious and not extreme in any way, it's always best to be honest and authentic in interviews, of course. When interviewing, I actually ask questions which test for this. And if somebody doesn't seem to stack up to me, then it's likely I won't invite them back again. People can also just sense if you're pretending to be something you're not. I think it's always healthy once in the actual interview to think of it as a learning experience. This can help to calm you if you're feeling nervous, which is, of course, quite natural and likely. Remember, everyone is in the same boat. When your interviewers speak, it's not only good to listen carefully, but the skilled interviewee will pick up on what's being said and respond appropriately. It's better not to focus too much on what you want to say, although if you can get in the odd nugget or two at appropriate times, then this can work well. When you sit, you should also remember to keep grounded. So, feet on floor, sitting up straight. Slouching and too much leaning forward, although the latter might be more engaging, have their downsides. But they are options, just they carry more risk. When we lean to one side or another in a chair, we can give a different impression. This is quite subtle stuff, but for those interested in such things, because we're not symmetrical, it's usual for individuals to have a sterner side and a more empathetic side. You can practice saying the same thing to a partner whilst leaning first on the left arm of your chair and then on the right. Dependent on the point in the interview and how you want to come across, you may choose to consider whether you lean one way or another, but safest is not to lean at all. It's a balance between trying not to distract and being too much of an automaton to exaggerate the point. The key thing about grounding, though, is the giving off of an air of authority and calm, which, generally speaking, is very helpful, particularly in the first round with recruiters. Just as with other important meetings, keeping voice pitch relatively low, speaking slowly and clearly and avoiding ums and sort ofs will all play to the good, as I explained in an earlier session. It's also wise to avoid fiddling with something, for instance a pen or a ring, or indeed exhibiting any other so-called tick which could be distracting. Eye contact with everyone in the room throughout the interview is really important. I know I'm turned off straight away if someone only looks at the most senior individual the whole time. 
or doesn't look at anyone at all. And it's also worth, if you really liked the people in the interview, expressing at the end your continued interest as you thank them for their time. But now the interview is over and you're awaiting the outcome. It's a delicate thing, but under some circumstances, and if you didn't get a chance to say it at the end of the interview, contacting the interviewers direct, e.g. via LinkedIn, to thank them again for their time, and to let them know you hope they will be in touch, is not a bad idea, especially if you thought you gelled well with them. It makes you stand out, and it reassures them that you're still interested. But the wording must not in any way come across as demanding feedback, nor be inappropriately friendly. It's key to get proper feedback via the recruitment consultant, not only if you're successful, but especially if you're not. You really want to know what the factors were that made you unsuccessful, particularly as some of them may not have been under your control. In either case, taking any learnings available will be useful either for this role or a future one, or both. So, good luck. Thanks, Caroline. That's it for interviewing for now. And next week, we'll move on to talking about courageous conversations. Sounds fascinating. In the meantime, goodbye from me, Darren Heath, and the ACT's Chief Executive, Caroline Stockman. Thanks for listening. 